Welcome to the Norton Cancer Institute Hopecast, a chance for those affected by cancer to speak their story, to hear their thoughts, their struggles, what makes them happy, and at the end of the day, what helped them get through it. On this month's podcast, we're going to celebrate and take pride in our LGBTQ community. As a proud member of this community and also an employee here at the Norton Cancer Institute, I am honored to introduce the guest on this episode. Norton Healthcare and Norton Cancer Institute has been named LGBTQ healthcare equality leaders by the Human Rights Campaign Foundation for many years now. This month, we're talking to Dr. Stephen Patton, Dr. Sunny Mays, Norton Cancer Institute patients Jagger Rice, and Austin Billingsley. Hi, I'm Stephen Patton. I'm a family medicine physician and also a practitioner in the Norton's Urgent Care. I am also a medical director for community outreach, working with the Institute of Health Equity. When I'm working with the Institute of Health Equity, their main focus is on addressing the social determinants of health, along with focusing on, well, uh, like they said in the title, health equity, which means uh, giving equal health care to the people that deserve it, which is everyone. So regardless of age, gender, zip code, or your financial situation, we all should get the best optimum health outcome that's possible. And a lot of those factors that determine that are some things that create unhealthy situations, such as having access to primary care specifically, uh, having access to specialists, transportation, housing, it all ties into a play on those disease states that can go uncontrolled if, if they aren't monitored. Working with the Institute, we're able to address some of those needs and I'm really excited to be a part of it. So Pride Month, I'm very excited about it. I'm always supportive. I think the uh, big thing to understand is that this is also a culture and that we need to be aware of it to understand the, even I'm still working on understanding the pronouns and different titles and how to approach different people in that environment so we don't come off as offensive so they can open up so that we can reach that optimum healthcare that everyone deserves and that's still around health equity. So understanding that culture uh, will make a big difference where someone can feel accepted for who they are and they can come to a place that's uh, non-judgmental and just to see someone in an environment that not only doesn't demonstrate any uh, bigotry remarks or hatred towards it but actually say hey we're here with you on the ground we are supporting this and we want to see you be successful not only in health but in life in general is a, a big statement to me. Here's Dr. Sunny Mays, the Director of Psychosocial Services for the Division of Hematology and Oncology and the Director of Research for the Division of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry and Psychology. Establishing individual relationships with each family and with each member of that family. We need to get to know families for who they are and what their interests are and what their who they are as a person and, and how they see the world. Learning more about the family's culture, experiences, religious beliefs, you know, even also just their perception of healthcare and, and what that should be. 
that allows us to be more comprehensive in our approach to that patient and to take individual circumstances into consideration. And and hopefully, I mean, I think the goal of any medical encounter is that the family feels supported in every aspect of who they are. And, and we need to just make sure that we are doing that as a medical team. And I mean, I think that involves making sure that we have an individualized approach to each family. It's not gonna look the same from one family to another. We love celebrating all of our patients here at the Norton Cancer Institute. We take pride in serving all of our patients however they identify and present themselves. We treat all equal. And now we're going to hear from Jagger. I'm Jagger Rice. I'm 18 years old. In November 2020, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma after going to the doctor's office presenting with large lumps on each side of my neck. A biopsy was performed and it was found that those were malignant. So I was sent to the hospital and got my official diagnosis of stage 2B Hodgkin's and started on a chemo regimen right after that. Treatment was definitely hard. So the way that my treatment worked, I went in every two weeks for a total of eight sessions. The biggest struggle for me as far as treatment was anticipatory nausea so I would take things to calm my anxiety which that was kind of my biggest thing getting over was just being so nervous about getting the infusions because I knew they were going to make me sick and thinking that way I kind of made myself sick and the only things that really aided that were the social workers that would come in and talk to me so my favorite part about my infusions were obviously getting to talk to my medical staff because everyone who worked at Norton Children's was absolutely amazing I made so many friends um, I would call all the time asking my own questions and build a sort of reputation as the kid who didn't have his parents call. So they all kind of knew me by name as the person who would call for every slight inconvenience or question. And so just forming a relationship with them was kind of what made treatments easier as hard as they were. When I was diagnosed, I was in the first semester of my senior year of high school. We had already been online because of COVID-19, but obviously after my diagnosis, as schools were getting reintegrated into in-person, I was not able to return at the same time. So right now I'm in my freshman year at the University of Kentucky studying psychology on the pre-law track. I identify as gay and Never once in my treatment did I feel like that had any sort of, I don't know how to word it, like, matter. Like, I don't feel like it ever came up. Like, I felt comfortable talking about any issues that I had that were related to my identity with my social workers. I had a significant other at the time, so he was a big helper during my treatment. He actually came to my surgery whenever I got my port removed after my treatment was done. And, I mean, the staff treated us with the utmost respect if anything it made it even better because i got to let them know that side of me i guess so i felt very supported in every way with norton it wasn't ever something that i was worried about so i was never surprised by it not being a problem i guess like and i'm lucky to say that because i know in a lot of cases and especially it's gotten better over recent years but like a decade ago if i had went in and shared my sexuality like it might not have been the most comfortable thing. And I'm I'm lucky to have interacted with the team that I interacted with because I don't know how it would have gone if that would have been a problem. Because when you're when you're in a situation like getting treated for something as 
terrible and seemingly insurmountable as cancer, I mean, the last thing you want to worry about is how your medical team feels about your sexuality. And I feel like at Norton, I never had to do that. I'm very lucky to have had two supportive parents who, I mean, from the moment I came out were, I mean, welcoming with open arms about every part of me, love me for who I am. But I know a lot of people don't have that. And for any young people who don't, I'm very sorry that you're in that situation. And I hope that you're able to find a way to be yourself in a way that is safe and comfortable for you. And I hope that you're able to take all the time that you need to fully embrace those parts of yourself and especially come to love those parts of yourself because they are beautiful and you have nothing to dislike or feel ashamed about. Those things are normal. And there's going to be a day whenever you can embrace those and be who you are. And yeah. We are your people. Everyone here at Norton Cancer Institute will treat you equal. Let's hear from Austin. That, that's what I noticed about Norton when I first came in. I mean, it was emergency room and no one batted an eye. No one, you know, kind of withdrew away from me. Um, treated me just like I was a normal person and I am a normal person the only difference is, is I'm a trans male but I've even had comments from some of them going we wouldn't have ever even known unless you you know but now we know because you and I tell them you know I don't have an issue I never have I try to make people comfortable to begin with you know if you didn't if you couldn't tell that's the whole point of who I am and I have worked for almost uh, 14 years to be who I am to make sure that everybody can tell without question that I am a man because that's how I felt all of my life and nobody in nobody that I have come across in everything that I'm doing right now concerning Norton has ever made me feel uncomfortable I've never felt unsafe here I they are awesome people to work with especially the Cancer Institute. If it wasn't for the Cancer Institute, I would not be alive. With my cardiac arrest, what they called the Widowmaker, I had it here in the Institute. And they're the ones that brought me back to life. They finished everything that needed to be done over across at the hospital. So, and I've never been mistreated in this place. Nobody has ever not wanted to have anything to do, not want to talk to me, not want to treat me. They don't, they treat me like, I mean, there's no, I mean, they're, they're, I'm, no, I'm nothing special is what I mean. In other words, they don't ignore me because I'm trans, but they don't go above, you know, like trip over trying to make me. It's like a normal day. It's just like how anybody would be treating anybody else. So it's, it's fantastic here. I mean, I would, I would not be here if it, if if I felt uncomfortable. I would change doctors. I would change everything. I wouldn't have allowed them to treat me. Because I don't I won't be in a place that I won't be treated like I should be. Mistreatment is not in my vocabulary and it should not be in anybody's that is trans. If you are mistreated by any especially in medical field, speak up. Don't be scared to speak up. Say, hey wait a minute, that's not how this works. I'm a human being, and you should treat me as a human being, not because I'm transgendered, not because I don't have the parts that you think I should have as who I am. 
you better start treating me like you, or I'm just, let me find another doctor. Let me find another hospital. That's your choice, and you should always make the right choice. Don't do it just because you, you don't want to, you don't want to insult uh, the, 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 the professional that's, you know, the doctor that's treating you, because he should be treating everybody the same way. It's okay to, to not be sure, um, because I questioned it a lot growing up. And I found people, and I, I surrounded myself with other people that were, oh, that had already come out and were older than I was, but were also wiser and, and, and were safe. And, I, and they helped me f learn how to be more comfortable in my skin and how to be more accepting of myself because I mean there were times when it just didn't work out very well at all and, and darkness um, came upon me which was not a good thing ended up in the hospital a couple of times for suicide attempts because of it don't let anybody tell you that you can't be who you truly are and find people and surround yourself with people who will accept you and that helps you I think ease into and be more accepting of yourself because you have that um, you have you have that support and you need a strong support system when it comes to coming out whether it's gay bi lesbian or transgendered or any other of the alphabet that we include it's hard I know it's hard especially where families are concerned and there are going to be times when some people aren't going to accept you. Well, that's okay. You didn't need them anyways. That means that that just gives them gives you more room to add more people that do support you. But do find people that are always going to be there for you so that you have somebody you can talk to. Somebody that will help you through some of that awkwardness. And we are a lot more... The world is a lot more accepting, I've noticed, in some areas. In others, we still there are still need work done. Um, I mean, we're still losing transgendered women at an alarming rate to murders, and that is not acceptable. Um, I don't know why. It just does. It's never made any sense to me. So, but as a young person in the awkward stages and trying to navigate just find you somebody any you know just find you a good person that you know and and that way you have that start of a support that might help you feel more accepting of yourself find the community go out to some of the youth things that are going on in your community you know go out there you can find people that way and and you know get out in the community Go to, go to a Pride event. I mean, I love the first Pride event I ever went to. I was 16, 17, I believe. And I couldn't, I didn't want to go away. I didn't want to leave it. Even though it was a small, because Pride was still kind of in the iffy stages of having the Pride parades and things like that around. And But it was awesome. It really was. And, and I found my community that way. So... Go out and look, you know. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of things going on with Pride, especially during this month. But even after this month is over, with the community is still around, 
just keep looking and find the youth communities and the P flag and things like that, and I think it'll help. This concludes our three-part series on health equity. We pride ourselves at Norton Healthcare in serving all our beautiful patients. Thank you for listening. To the Norton Cancer Institute Hopecast, casting hope out into our community.